0: Help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code PARENTING at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Save
1: big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
0: everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I am your host, Erin Royer. Today I'm answering a couple questions, and as promised in the last episode, sharing some tips on family organization after the questions. Now the questions are first, how to help a toddler with tantrums, especially the throwing toys to show anger, And then a second question about building independence in a a three-and-a-half-year-old. What can a a three-and-a-half-year-old be expected to do on his or her own? So the first question is from Anna. Hi, Erin. I really love your podcast and have found your advice very helpful. My son recently turned four years old and has started to display defiant behavior when he doesn't get his way or is redirected. He will yell or scream. Initially, my husband and I would address the yelling, which made it worse. We now ignore the behavior, which has helped. He has also started to have tantrums when he doesn't get his way, which usually happens if he's tired. I'm taking your course on discipline and have listened to lots of your podcasts. I know I need to remain calm, label his emotions, and not to try to have a discussion until he has calmed down. Now, this can be really tough to do in the heat of the moment. Yesterday, it was nice out, but I told him we needed to come inside. He did not want to come inside and would not listen. I had to carry him inside, and that's when the tantrum started. He was yelling and throwing his toys on the floor. I'm unsure what to do in that moment. He doesn't ever throw anything fragile or try to break anything. It's more of an act to show how mad he is. He will knock things off the coffee table and throw toys all over the floor. His baby sister was on her floor mat, and when a toy went close to her, I took him to his room, which I also know I shouldn't do. How do I handle throwing or hitting in the midst of a tantrum? Please help. So I get lots and lots and lots of questions about this, about toddler tantrums and aggression from both members who send in their questions directly to me, like Anna, as well as questions Into the podcast. Lots and lots of questions in this area. So, I want to revisit a concept that I think I've talked about in the past, but I'm not sure how long it's been. And I'm also, and I'm not even sure how in depth I've gone or how well I covered the topic. So, I'm going to talk about that now and try to really give a good, solid explanation to the best of my abilities. And that's about emotion skills and social skills, what they are and how these two pieces play together because they are very intertwined. And that's why often you will hear child development experts, early childhood education experts, and developmental psychologists actually call them social emotional skills as if they're one because they are so intertwined. So, Emotion skills are the internal piece. They're what's happening inside the mind. They're the feelings we're experiencing and how we're processing them emotionally, mentally, inside. Now, with babies and young toddlers, there is little to no logical brain in place to help them work through their emotions, to help them be able to put some space between their emotion and the reaction in order to be able to really process it. So... When all they have is mostly the emotional part of the brain, it doesn't leave much to counteract or help them calm down. So when a strong emotion hits, they are big and they're overwhelming. The logical brain, the part that can help us logically think through almost anything, all of our problem solving, all the things we do all day long, including our feelings, is rapidly developing during this time, during this infancy and toddlerhood stage. But so is everything else. Physical development, language development, cognitive development, and well, Rome wasn't built in a day. And so all these pieces are coming together. They're working, they're developing together because they all need each other for the next step. So it's quite a process as they all come on board together and unfold together. Each area helps the other to advance the development in each of the other areas. So just for instance, One small example, this is just one, and there's tons of them, but cognitive and language development are greatly assisted by physical development because the more a baby can get around to explore through their physical development, the more stimulation they can have for their cognitive development. In order to be able to start talking Certain muscles need to be developed enough to form speech patterns, to be able to make certain sounds. So as you can see, there's a whole lot going on at once. Now, I'm also not saying all this to tell you it's okay to let them completely off the hook with the behavior. Aggression of any kind, hitting, biting, kicking, throwing things, these are not acceptable behaviors or ways to react, and so we will teach and guide them. But just to give more of an understanding, before the age of three, as you work to teach emotion skills, the consequences are, can also be an important way to teach them to avoid aggression because they don't have that logical piece to think through it, but there are ways to just let them know it's not acceptable and help them make a better decision. So for instance, when my oldest son, he was about a year old, he might even be a little bit younger than that, he bit me on the arm. And I said, ouch, biting hurts. You need to be gentle with mama. And I promptly picked him up, I put him off my lap. We were on the floor actually at the time, playing on the floor. I picked him up, took him off my lap, I sat him on the floor and I got up and walked away. Now he was very upset. And he wasn't doing it to hurt me. He didn't realize that it hurt, but he was understandably upset because all of a sudden I wasn't there to play with him. So that was his reaction. But I didn't want him to think that that was an okay way to let me know when he's upset about something. So I had to let him know in a way that he could understand that I did not like that at all. That was the one and only time he ever bit me. Now, for some kids, it likely may take more than one time. But this is just an example of a good way to set a boundary around this type of aggressive behavior because our kids want to be with us and they want to play with us. But it's a really good natural consequence when it comes to friends or family that we aren't too keen on being hurt, and that we will likely set some boundaries around how it's okay to treat us. That's one way to do it. That's how we do it. Friends are going to do the same thing. As kids age and they're in preschool, if they throw a toy and hit their friend in the head, or if they grab their friend or pinch them, that friend is going to walk away and not want to play with them. That's a very normal reaction, and so a way to help them understand that aggressive behavior isn't tolerated because someone's not going to want to be around you. So in this way, we can help teach our younger kids better behavior because through the coaching, and you still can do the coaching, but that isn't really going to be understood or quite get in there yet, but it's okay to start it and get that going, but they're really going to understand that when you get up and walk away that you don't like it. And that is a consequence that that they can really understand. So it isn't until the age of around two and a half to three that we can really start to coach emotion skills and when it will really actually start to sink in. So we want to do this because, again, it's the foundation for the social skills, Kids can't have good social skills if they don't have good emotion skills. So the emotion skills are the foundation. Solid emotion skills are the foundation for good social skills. Once a child can recognize and process their emotions internally, then they can engage in good social behavior. So that's the external piece. The social skills are external. This is what we see culminated from the emotion skills that are happening internally this shows to the outside world it's things like facial expressions using their words now these could be positive or not such as sharing feelings or yelling and calling names aggression such as throwing biting hitting so this is why we want to start teaching emotion skills If those aren't solid, all the teaching about social skills in the world won't work. So kids' first emotions that they can recognize are four or maybe five. Things like glad or happy, sad, mad, afraid, and then sometimes surprised. Now in each of these areas, there are tons of nuances and feelings, and it's pretty cool when you see it all broken down. I actually have a feelings wheel that starts with the basic ones in the middle, the, the glad, sad, mad. In the middle... And the wheel has three layers, and they get more nuanced as they move out. So for instance, let's take a word like angry, which would also be mad, right? So that's the first level in the middle, very middle, so pretty basic. Then it breaks down angry into several subdivisions, let down, humiliated, bitter, mad, aggressive, frustrated, distant, critical. Then that layer breaks down into a whole bunch of other different, nuances of angry or mad, betrayed, resentful, disrespected, ridiculed, indignant, violated, furious, jealous, provoked, hostile, infuriated, annoyed, withdrawn, numb, skeptical, and dismissive. So these feelings, there's a lot of words for our feelings out there, and they do this for each of the levels in the middle. In addition to disgusted is another area that they have in the middle there. So it's really great working with kids as they age on all these nuanced emotions and seeing which ones they recognize at each age level. So to work on emotion skills, you can work on recognition because first they need to recognize an emotion, be able to say, I know this feeling, I know what this means, label it, which is why I always talk about labeling the emotions for your kids when you see that they're upset or angry. This is working on those emotion skills, that foundation to their social skills. So they need to be able to recognize that emotion. You wanna talk about your emotions throughout the day. I'm so happy your aunt and cousins called us today. I'm frustrated the tire popped on my car. You can point out your toddler's emotions. You seem happy we're going to dinner at your favorite restaurant. You seem sad your friend wasn't at school today. You can read books about emotions. Now, there's tons of them, and several of the classes, like the Tantrums class, the Helping Your Child with Anger class, and the You're Developing Toddler and You're Developing Preschooler class comes with lists of books. There's lists of books for um, books about anger, and then one called Books About Emotions, which covers all the emotions. You want So you can read books about emotions. You can even look those up, I'm sure, on Amazon or online and find some good books there to get you started. You can encourage your child to share his emotions, not just when he's upset, but anytime. You seem really excited, tell me about it. It looks like you're jealous, your brother got a new toy for his birthday. Do you wanna talk about it? You wanna give positive reinforcement when your child shares emotions, whether it's an upset, happiness, excitement, disgust, or anything else. When they share emotions appropriately, you wanna give some positive feedback. And it also helps build that connection and make you a safe space to share those feelings. And even just engaging with your child when they share that emotion, when they talk about how they were scared of something, just engaging in that conversation about, tell me more about being scared. Let's talk about how we can help that not be so scary the next time. That type of thing will also reinforce them sharing those emotions. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't also teach the social skills at the same time about how we treat one another, but just know that if it's a struggle or your child isn't quite getting it right away, it most certainly is an internal struggle with the emotion skills that need some work to build and make it a point to really focus on those, on the emotion skills. Now, as I mentioned, the class on tantrums, the Your Developing series, We have Infant, Toddler, and Preschooler, Helping Your Child with Anger, goes in-depth on working on both of these areas, on the social skills and the emotion skills, and you can find those on the website at yourvillageonline.com. You know, emotion skills are also so important for success in life, in every area of life, from career to relationships with friends, family, and peers, Because we all need to be able to recognize our emotions, process them effectively and appropriately, and then share them, share our needs with those in our world, whether it's our boss, our coworkers, our peers, our friends, our family, our spouse or partner. So these are skills, the emotion skills and social skills that will serve in success throughout life in every area. Now to get a little more in depth for answering Anna's questions specifically with some more details. So when it comes to dealing with the throwing and working on the emotion skills and making sure that that's an important part of just the repertoire throughout the week to build those up so that these outbursts will become less frequent and um, and more, and then he'll have some skills to work on those and make them more appropriate. No, you can continue ignoring if this is an option. So if nothing's getting thrown around that's gonna hurt someone or it's gonna break, you can continue to ignore it. That's fine as you work on the emotion skills. If he's trying to get attention for the behavior, ignoring can work well. And then doing the coaching after, like you've been saying, I know you were angry, but it's not okay to throw toys. They could break or they could hurt someone. If you break a toy, I'm not buying another one. Let's think of some ways you can share that you're angry without being destructive. Then you can continue in that vein, helping find ways to work through anger. Children will have different ways of expressing their anger and maybe some kids just need to go run around. Some kids may wanna go hit a pillow. Some kids may get really good at um, taking some deep breaths to get some space between being angry and reacting. And different things will just work for different kids. Then you can also use the consequence that he needs to pick up any mess that he's made once he's calmed down and you've had your coaching session. So he will then understand that when I make a mess, once I calm down, I'm going to have to clean it up. That also can help. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out PuroAir Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, Curious about by Heart? redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. The other option is to go ahead and just put the toys up right away and let him know that since he's not treating his toys nicely or that he could hurt some with them, he's not using them appropriately that you need to put them up and he can have them back in 10 or 15 minutes after he's fully calmed down. That is when the time will start. Once he's calmed down, that 10 or 15 minutes starts at that point. Now for kids this young, anything longer than 15 to 20 minutes and the whole consequence is lost. They'll be on to the next thing and they won't even remember why the toys were put up most of the time. So if you say it's like an hour or two hours the rest of the day, that's a little long for toddlers. Once you get into elementary school, that's different. But you want to keep sure the consequence of losing toys or privileges short during these younger years. The next question is about working with a three and a half year old to build some independence. So Aaron wrote in and said, what type of independent activities are appropriate or should be expected from a three and a half year old? My son being the firstborn, has been more coddled than my daughter, but I wasn't sure what I should be expecting him to do. Get dressed, put on his own shoes, make a quick snack. I try to get him to do some things by himself, and he always asks for my help. I don't want to be mean and not help him, but with a one-year-old to get ready too, it becomes a challenge." So, And this is a great question, because some kids are super independent on their own. Other kids need some work to push them along. Also a great class for this is the birth order class, because it really sheds some light on birth order and how that can affect this. So. In our family, we have, as you all know, we have an older son, and then we have twin, um, boy-girl twins, and some of this will depend on the type of parenting we've set up, but also on their temperament, but in our family, our oldest is very much like an oldest, very independent, very driven, but with the younger two, my daughter is very much the same because she's a girl. So if you have two different genders, a lot of times the the younger of, this, of an opposite gender will also take on characteristics of, can take on the characteristics of a firstborn. It also depends how far they're spaced apart. There's a lot of nuances to this. But our younger son is more like the quote unquote the baby of the family because he's the second boy and because both of them are younger, the twins are younger, um, and our daughter Taylor is more like a firstborn, he really fell into that last to the last born role where he really wanted, he wasn't doing anything on his own. If if I didn't push him to do it or expect him to do it, he was three and a half and he still was letting me dress him every day. And I finally was like, Chandler, you got to start dressing yourself. And once I set that boundary and said, you need to start dressing yourself. He did. So different kids are going to be different. Um, but here are some things that three and a half year old can be expected to do by themselves. It's The list is short because at three and a half, there's not a lot, but these are the things that they can be ready to do as well as some things he should be trying to do with some assistance so he can be ready to take those on when he's physically and emotionally mature enough to do so. So for things that he can do by himself or for himself, getting dressed and undressed. Now this is within reason. This means things that take more dexterity like buttons or snaps, he may need some help with. But anything that pulls up like elastic banded shorts, pants or sweatpants, and T-shirts, he should be able to do on his own. And then easy to put on shoes, with Velcro or slip-on shoes, should also be able to do on his own. You may need to pick out the clothes for him or give him the choice between two or three shirts and bottoms and then leave it out for him to put on. If he doesn't care what he wears, then you can just grab whatever you want, whatever makes it easier for you. If mornings are a rush, you can pick out the clothes the night before with his help if he wants to be part of it or just pick it out and have it ready for him, and that can save some minute, a few minutes in the morning. He should be able to help clean up after himself, things like toys, crafts, and games. Now you wanna let him do as much as he can, get toys into a bin that he can do by himself. Crafts may require some help in knowing what things to put where, or if it has to snap th- certain things closed, may need your help with that. Also, three and a half year olds should be able to throw away their own trash from their snacks. Also, they, can be able, they are able to um, clear the table after dinner, pick up their plates and spoons, uh, silverware, and put it up on the counter. Now these are for ages four to five, but some of these at three and a half, you can probably start doing since he's getting closer to four, which is what I just said, taking dishes to the sink after a meal, and putting dirty clothes into the laundry hamper. Now, I highly recommend the class Raising Responsible Kids for knowing the life skills children are ready to take on by age, including working up to and leaving them home alone, as well as how to teach them to take responsibility for their choices and actions. And this class really kicks in around those elementary school years, but um, there's some great tips and stuff in getting started a little earlier in the three to four or five age range including taking responsibility for their own actions. But in that ages six and up, working with them on becoming more responsible can really kick in big time. And it's uh, pretty awesome to be able to see your kids take a lot of that on. So it, re- it, so it gives great insight and tips into helping kids become more independent in lots of different areas. So that is on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the Modern Parenting section. Okay, so for organization tips, I'm on a big organization kick lately. I organized my whole office. It's so much easier to work in here now. And ever since the kids had back to school and I cleaned out through their clothes and we got all ready and got all the back to school supplies and got them organized for that, I've really kept up on my organizing. And it's such a great way to help family life go smoother. So I really think this is an important part of running a smoother home, it just makes lives easier. But when kids are little, and by little I mean under kindergarten age, when they're still home, we're still doing preschool, it's a lot harder because they're just not as independent and they can't help as much. So when they're little, you You always want to start with big rocks, and this is a term from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about big rocks. You start with the big rocks, and you get those taken care of. You get into a good habit with those. The big rocks are the things you absolutely have to do. You can't get through life without doing them. These are things like meals and laundry. You can't get through life without food on the table and clean clothes. So those are the really big rocks. If those are taken care of for you, big rocks might be about having a smoother morning to cut down on stress and time or smoother bedtimes for the same reason. So you can pick those next areas to focus on. And because once these get smoother, it frees up more time to plan and organize more and get into this positive feedback loop. More organized, more time. More time, more organized. It really feeds back on itself. Then you can go to some smaller rocks. You decide what's important to you next. Now, just for example, for me, my car was way down my priority list. It was one of those teeny tiny pebbles. Literally until last month. My kids are now eight, eight, and 10. And my car has looked like a trash bin for most of the time. From the time we got this car until now, it just wasn't important. All the other stuff came way first. All the life basics, the homework, the activities, my own work, you know, doing my own business and my own training and workouts. So it wasn't until last month when I finally was sick and tired of always having a crapped up car and I decided to make the change. But my kids are very independent now, so I finally have the time to focus on much smaller pebbles than I ever could before. And that's another tip, really working on your kids taking on more responsibilities and therefore independence as they age. It helps so much. If they can do it, they should do it for the most part. My kids get themselves ready every morning, including their own breakfast, unless they want eggs or something that has to be cooked, and then we help. Our oldest makes his own lunch, They clear their places. After a meal, they rinse and put their dishes in the dishwasher. They fold their own laundry. They take turns emptying out the dishwasher, taking out the trash and recycling, and feeding the pets. My oldest does his homework completely on his own. I rarely have to help him with it. Maybe once a month he needs some clarification on something. My younger two still need some guidance, but this has freed us up to do so much more and be so much more productive and have time for things like keeping the car cleaner and doing family outings and other things that we really want to do. So again, the class on raising responsible kids is really helpful in this area, and that's under the modern parenting section. Also, the class on family organization gives lots of ideas and tips for attacking every area of family life, breaking it down into key areas, seeing which areas may be a struggle and therefore a place to focus, how to plan and schedule time to approach those areas you want to get under control, how to start with just a couple of things and not try to bite off too much and then work your way down. And this is also in the modern parenting section, yourvillageonline.com. To check out any or all of the over 50 classes on demand in positive discipline, development and health, education, and modern parenting, go to yourvillageonline.com and don't forget the promo code IRON15, I-R-O-N, 15 for 15% off any membership. Good to use through August 31st. Only a few more days for that. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening. And see you next week.
1: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.